We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Notre Dame picks up their 11th offensive commit. Does this is the 10th. Accurate? He was the 10th. the 10th. Okay. Yeah. So, so they got a the quarterback, tenth. two running backs, three receivers, a tight end, and now three offensive linemen. So okay. that's 10. Yep. So 10th commitment on the offensive side of the board. I, I know why you think that Vince, because I said 10th during the show, but I said, I said styles was the 10th. So I gotcha. even, yeah. Okay. So yeah, makes sense. So, nope. Uh, three Perfect. Off. Apologies. No, you're good. You're good. I need to pay more attention to what you're saying. <laughs> I don't know. So, oh, Vince, Vince is Vince. <laughs> <laughs> so 10th offensive commitment in the class of 24 for Notre Dame. Styles Prescott uh, commits to Notre Dame. He's from Fishers, Indiana, Hamilton, Southeastern high school, here in indiana so that's uh, right around the indianapolis area for those of you that are not Mm -hmm. local uh, i believe it is a northeast type of suburb of indianapolis been down there many times for soccer uh but southeastern high school is in the northeastern part of indianapolis makes total sense yeah perfect sense sense. yeah and i'm pretty sure that's accurate i mean geography whizzes out there can uh well it's yeah i was just knock me there but yes it makes no sense whatsoever uh but yeah he's from indiana I know he was a, a big Notre Dame lean. We weren't exactly sure when he was going to commit, but offensive tackle, uh, his film is fun to watch just because it is so obvious that his size, <laughs> his size for the offensive line that he's playing on, uh, it's you know one of the, it's like Sesame Street. One of these things is not like the other, right? Mm-hmm. The guard that he's playing against is probably about five nine, about uh, two fifty, and uh, <laughs> that's what it looked like at times. But big kid. Uh, tough kid. He's been a Notre Dame lean. Came to campus. Here we are. Commits on yeah. Tuesday. So this is exciting. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Vince, this is one of those ones that for a while has been more of a when, not if. Sure. Um, type of situation. You know, if, when is he going to commit, not if. So the, the backstory on it is obviously Coach Stan went down and saw him in January. Not saw him, but he went down to the high school in January. And at the time, they were still kind of creating their, their 2024 board. Okay. There weren't a whole lot of kids. I think they had like four or five kids had been offered so far. And it was like Gearby Lambert, Peter Jones had already been offered. And that was, that was really the extent of, I mean, Kyle Altooner had an offer, but they weren't recruiting him. Jordan Thompson had an offer. They weren't really recruiting him. And so they go down and, and coach Eastan meets with, um, goes to his high school and they, they, he said he liked the film, liked everything he'd heard about the young man. Cause coach Eastan puts a lot of value on, mm-hmm. as you know, it's not just about, what what I see on film, I got to know that you've got the character to fit into my room, the character to be coached by me, the character to to fit in with this this group, and that's how you find that out by talking to the people around sure. it. That's one. That's a big thing. What those in school visits are for? Talk to the guidance counselor. Talk to a teacher. Talk. Some coaches will go talk to janitors and people like the, people that work in the cafeteria and be like, "Hey, do you know so and so? Yeah, I do. What's he like? Does he treat people well? Nah, he's kind of a jerk. You, you'll drop a kid." over that if you're a place 100%. like Notre Dame. It's and, funny. And so, I have conversations with kids like that all the time yeah. in my office. Yeah. Like you, if you think you're this, then you need to make sure you're this because yeah. they talk to us like as yes. deans and yes. as his PE teacher or wherever I have been in my career. I've talked about kids that I haven't mm-hmm. coached because right. the coaches will ask me about That's that. Right. You know, whether it's a phone call or in person or whatever. Because they want to so know you, what kind of character you absolutely. have. Absolutely. And Absolutely. so Styles checked all those boxes and immediately got an offer from Notre Dame. From that moment on, Vince, it was kind of a when, not if scenario. Yeah. We were actually told, and you know this, Vince, because I've had Styles Prescott's commitment story written for about two months <laughs> because he was originally supposed to commit during the Blue Gold game. Decided he didn't want to, decided he wanted to just take a little bit more time. But yeah, he had, he had kind of... We had, we, had, I mean, you remember sitting there watching remember, me yep. write it that day and, and Notre Dame didn't push it. And that's what I really like about what the staff is doing. He wasn't ready yet. So they said, cool, no big deal. And they just let it play out, let it play out. And now obviously he's in the, in the class, I think getting him on campus this Pat, and I talked about this in yesterday's show, but getting him on campus this weekend with the other commits was sort of something he, I think he really needed. Sure. To, to for sure do this. Cause remember the coach he's committing to is not the coach that offered him. He's in one of those rare situations in this class yep. where Micah Gilbert, Isaiah Canyon, Cam Williams, those guys all recruited and committed to Can- Chancey Stuckey. 
right? Yep. The O linemen and the and the quarterback are guys that had to get to know a new coach. And that is very important, as we all know. Those are very important things for offensive linemen, especially. And so I think that relationship needed some time to grow to make sure you were as comfortable with Coach Rudolph as you were with Coach Heastan. And I think Coach Rudolph did a very good job here, not pushing the kid, but letting the develop the relationship develop. Mm-hmm. And then getting him around the other kids this weekend was sort of a that's what he needed to seal the deal, and that's what he got. And that's why Styles Prescott is now a member of the Notre Dame. 2024 class. So he's the third offensive lineman in this class. So how does he fit in with the other two guys? And then if they're still going to, I think they're still looking for another offensive lineman. So how does they're looking for one guy, one guy, not necessarily another offensive lineman. There's one guy on the board. Fair enough. So So how does he fit? What's his class impact? So when you look at the last three years, Vince, they signed five, five and five offensive linemen. And they've only had two of those kids leave so far. You had obviously Caleb Johnson from the 21 class. And then Joey Tonona had to medically retire from the 22 class. They signed five more again last year. So you have 13 kids in three Mm -hmm. classes. That's a lot. Also, of those three classes, Joe Walt's the only one who didn't redshirt. So all those kids, including Blake Fisher, have two years of eligibility remaining after the 2023 At the minimum. At the minimum. Right. <laughs> yeah. And so now we don't expect Blake Fisher to take it. So from a number standpoint, Vince, they only needed three offensive linemen in this class. And so styles gets you to your minimum. But here was the thing that was more important than the numbers need is they need tackles. Mm-hmm. And so to me, even though I have Peter Jones ranked higher than Styles Prescott, this is the most important pickup they've had so far because he's a tackle. They have a lot of guys that they think can play tackle that are probably better guards. Ty Chan's an example. This is why he's really struggling so far. You know, yeah, because he's playing tackle and he shouldn't be playing tackle. He's a guard. Yeah. You know, uh, Sullivan Absher's a guy that that they're going to give a shot at tackle, and I hope he can stick a tackle. They need him to stick a tackle, but I think he's a, you know, pr- right now projects more as a guard, uh, partly because we've we've never we've never never seen him. And so, to me, when I look at a kid like that, Vince, uh, you're like, look, you needed a kid to play tackle. You right. absolutely needed a kid to play tackle. And I think that this young man can play tackle. Uh, I Now, some sites have him listed as an interior offensive lineman. Any tackle that's worth a darn can play guard. Sure. Not every guard can play tackle. That's the reality and the truth of college football. If True. Unless you're like 6'8", 6'9", like Joe Walt might have a little bit of a tough time playing guard just because he's so tall. But he plays with really good pad level. He could play. He could be a solid guard, right? There's a lot of good guards that couldn't play tackle at a high level. And to me, Styles is a guy that can play both. But he's a tackle. He's a natural tackle. And so when you talk about the class impact, Vince, that's the biggest thing sure. is they needed a guy that was a a a pure tackle. And that's. That's a big. That's the key so, here. So this right? is a prime example. What, what I what I think you're saying. This is a prime example of when you're grading out a class. It's about one of the big things that you always look at that you've taught me about is it's not just about their ranking, but it's also about the need in the class. Yes, and the yes. need in the class is for a tackle, and then they pick up this kid, and he fits the need in this class even more so than whatever his ranking is because he's a tackle. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing is like, it's not just about, 
okay, did you get your numbers needs? You, well, we needed three offensive linemen. Okay, great. But what specifically did you need specifically beyond just the numbers? That's more important right. than saying, hey, we needed guards and we got no guards. That's okay. You, sure. You've got a bunch of tackles that can, are physical and you can figure the guard part out. That's a different deal. It, it's more of a – and it's a rare thing for Notre Dame. And, and this is partly because of the last couple classes have been so guard-heavy, you know, and interior-heavy. You know, I, Notre Dame loves Ashton Craig, loves Ashton Craig. He's had a he's really had a great start to his career. Coach Eastan loved him. Now Coach Rudolph loves him. Coach Parker loves him. Like he's, but he's an interior player. Sure. He's he's an interior player. Uh, Ty Chan, I think, is an interior player. The staff is very high on Sam Pendleton and and Joe Odding, but they're interior players. They're not tackles. And the way Harry Eastan, Coach Eastan, recruited for so long, Vince it was like just recruit a bunch of tackles. Yeah, and for the most part, and then you can move your side. Right. We haven't seen as much of that. We've seen a lot more pure inside guys being sure. recruited at the end of the Jeff Quinn era, and even in Coach Eastan's first class, yeah. there was at least two guys for sure. I would argue three that are for sure interior players because I would argue that Chris Tarek is is he's going to be good in college. He's going to be as a guard. I don't see him as a tackle, uh, and potentially four. Uh, interior guys. And then Charles Jagasol is a guy that can end up moving to guard by default because he's your best, one of your five best, but the yeah. tackle spots are full, right? So you needed tackles. Yeah. Desperately needed tackles. Uh, Styles is a kid that's going to need a little bit of time, mm-hmm. at least as of right now, but he's a very talented. He's He's got a lot of talent. Vince. He's, he's raw right now. Like right now, he ranks as a top 250 player for me. Mm-hmm. He's not like a top 100 guy. He's like around the two, 225 to 250 range. I think that uh, one of the services has him there, I believe. I think on three has him as a top two, uh, 250 player. You know, it's kind of interesting. You know, we bang on on three's rankings a lot. I, I despise their process in a lot of ways, and I think the ranking of C.J. Carr is bad. But there are some guys on the Notre Dame board, a lot of guys on the Notre Dame board, that they're higher on than everybody else. They have Styles as the number 189 player in the country. It's a little higher than I would have them. I'd have him around like 225, 240-ish is probably the range of kind of where I see him based on the grade he got for me. But that's his current grade. His upside grade is four and a half star easy because there's a lot of tools there. He's just really raw. He needs a lot of work, but there's a lot of talent to work with, Vince. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he got the Harry Heastan stamp of approval, which, as you know, for me means a lot because this is a guy that Coach Heastan liked and wanted. Uh, and then, of course, Coach Rudolph jumped on board as well. So this is a this was a from that standpoint, Vince. This is a big need, and now that he's in the class, now you know you can focus your attention on other things. Which is, you know, we don't need to have a whole what's next section. Well, we will because we'll talk about twenty five a little bit. But sure. the, the key is now this allows you to focus on on Gearby Lambert. Yep, absolutely. Which is important. No, very absolutely. very important. So I don't want to I don't want to jump the gun here, but are we ready to oh, watch some film? Oh, because oh, yes, we are. I mean, okay, Vince, great. it's never jumping the gun to watch film. Okay. So, I mean, that's just, a, you know, that's just the way that it is. All right. Let's get this going. Let's get some ruts. Let's rock and roll some Styles Prescott film, Vince. Beautiful. So, this is his junior season. Obviously, he's still got a senior season to play as a 24 kid. So, let's, uh, I think the Vince, the first thing that I like about this kid is despite being listed at 270, he's a pretty physical, tough kid. Yes, you can. When you see him in person, you can tell he he's not a guy that's like a, 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 a say like a guy that's spent three years in the weight room. He, he's not Braxton Cave, right? Remember how how uh, Braxton was kind of maxed out weight room wise when he got out of he was oh, a, yeah. a pen guy, right? Because yes. his dad was a weight his dad lifter was a weight lifter, and right? He had a gym in the right. garage, and yeah. right. 
One, so so he's going to need a lot of work there, but he's got a really nice natural, really nice natural pop, pop nice natural power. Agreed. I think he's another kid too that at times looks like a waistbender, but then there's clips like these two in a row where you can see he's got some flexibility in the knees and ankles, which is important. And so I think his his waistbending issues that you see are more technical than they are. Like look right there, this is this isn't like great technique as a pass set, right? But it's fine. It's solid. Guy's running right at him, so he's not needed a lot. But look at the base. You look at the ankles. He's got some nice bend in the ankles, nice bend at the knees. Just needs to learn to use his hand stuff. But he's got some pop. He's got some punch. Uh, and he's got length. I mean, yeah, I, he, I see all the natural tools are there, Vince. And, sure. and that's what, what you see on film is there's a lot of natural ability there. But I just, for a 270-pound kid, I expected him to be athletic when I first heard about him. But I didn't necessarily expect him to be a guy that was going to like be a, a. It's got some nastiness to him, you know, and that's something that I like as well. Yeah, I, I you know, you talk about him being raw. I mean, you know, I, I love that he gets out of his stance and goes after it and tries to bury the kid. I, I, I love that. Uh, you know that. But I want to see him move that, his feet better on contact. Right, right? he stopped. Yeah, exactly right. right. And and my my biggest issue with his pass set from before is he let the kid get into him a little bit. Too Correct. Much. Like into he's his a body. lot of work on his hands. He needs, needs to use yeah. his hands more. But you can tell that he's strong though, because yeah. even though he let that kid into his body, he was able to kind of get him off and push him to the ground. Same thing here, Vince. This right. guy, this guy's got this guy. Is, this guy wins the leverage battle against Styles. This guy gets his hands inside of Styles' hands in this battle. Styles loses his power stance almost immediately on contact. Yes, loses Stands the power position, but yet he's still able to push this guy back and bully him because he's just yes really naturally strong right this is a really bad technical rep but it's a really impressive rep you also see him the knees don't lock up which shows me again he's got some flexion in those knees and ankles that's mm-hmm. the other part of this too vince is this is one of those reps that shows me he's got some flexion in the knees and ankles which is really important for an offensive lineman really important yes absolutely so yeah, I uh, like this is a this is one of those ones where I see this is okay. He you don't see this a lot, Vince, but this is look at the quickness out of his out of he his gets stance. some width here too. Yeah, like he's really quick out of his stance. Now again, the technique needs work. He's kind of hopping. Yeah, but totally hopping. Yeah, but look at the quickness. I, I like the quickness, and again, he's got good length. Doesn't have any like crazy Ronnie Stanley length. But he's got good length. But I, I also like the fact that as soon as that kid goes off of his feet he gets into the air he's like no 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 no. we don't do that boom and pushes him down not enough kids do that not enough kids will take advantage of the fact that a guy gets off of his feet he's got no more he's he's got no leverage anymore push him onto the ground right here vince you see this is not great technique he doesn't step at all he just kind of turns his 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 near foot which closes his hips off you'll see this so kind of closes his hips off a little bit so you can already see it on this particular play let me pause it real quick. So when he when he steps, his hips are now here, like they're pointed here, but he needs to go here. Yeah. Right. So that's a technical thing that you want to see him work on. But he's but this is this is one of those ones that shows how athletic he actually is, because look how quickly he's able to turn and bend inside and get a body on this kid. Right. So it, it may not show like, oh wow, super impressive block. You pushed a kid down. But it shows off the athleticism that I think sometimes his lack of technique can mask a little bit how athletic he actually is. But on that last one, after he pushed the kid down, he continued to block another kid. Yeah, like he didn't stop just because his kid's on the in the dirt. 
Right. So here he is. This is a nice down block on a three technique. Angle's not great, right? You want to try to stay on that upfield shoulder. Yeah, he's on the wrong shoulder. But look at the and this is a this is a good size kit. Vince, do you know who this is against? Noblesville. Noblesville? Okay, Noblesville. That's I just yeah. This is a good size kid. Oh, it says and look at him zone. just come off and drill this kid. What's that? No, it says it says it right there in the end zone. Yeah. I, was, I was going off the Millers there. Yeah. And and that's the field, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But look at this. This is a good size kid. He does a drive box. He actually keeps a pretty decent base here, but again, you see the knee bend. You see the flexibility ankles, but the more importantly, you see the aggressiveness. Now, look, he he narrows his base, he loses sort of the pow- the the power profile, but he's just so str- naturally strong. He's able to bury this kid. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of talent here that's masked to me by the technique. That's what I think. That that's what I think. Coach Eastan saw. That's what I think. Coach Rudolph sees. Is yeah, this kid may not be like a great high school offensive lineman yet, but there's a lot of talent there to work with. A lot of talent to work with. And that's, I mean, that's what you want, Vince, right? You want mm-hmm. that natural oh, ability. Your job as a coach is to teach all that stuff. Again, right? you talk about the hands, Vince. Here's another example you're talking about. So you can go ahead and explain what, what you're talking about. Watch his hands. He just doesn't. He just doesn't oh, yeah. He, he, he doesn't use them at all. He just uses his chest, mm-hmm. and he gets right into the kid. But he lets the kid get into him. And once he starts playing guys that are bigger and stronger, that then that's going to be a problem, right? right? He needs to get this guy out. He needs to get his hands in here, and then he can like, maneuver this the guy wherever he wants. Yeah, this was a little better. You see him actually shooting his hands here on this yes. one. He yes. doesn't do that often in, in the run game. But, but here he does it, and look taught. what he does to the kid. But look yeah. what he does to the kid. Is You know what I mean? Like This is one of those ones where he actually works his feet through contact better than normal. His base is still a little narrow. But he works his feet through contact, shoots his hands, and he dominates this kid. Mm-hmm. He just absolutely dominates that kid. Yes, he did. And and so the tools are there. Absolutely. He's just and, and that but his 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 grade is low right now because he's so raw. He's so raw mechanically and he needs work. Nice base here, just plops, pops, pops the kid down and, and puts it on the ground. He he's got a lot of tools, Vince. And so again, could he play guard? Sure. Sure he could play guard, but he's a he's a natural tackle. He's definitely he, natural tackle, and he's got a he's got a frame that uh, Coach Bayless is going to really enjoy uh, because yeah. there's a lot that you can do with that frame physically, and then you add in the better technique with the hands, and and this guy's he's got a very high ceiling. I will say that he's got a high ceiling. Let's see if how he can match it, and let's see. I'm very curious to see, you know, this time next year. So, like, what is his – or six months from now, mm-hmm. what does his senior film look like? Has he gotten right. some better technique? Has he gotten a little bit bigger in the weight room? A lot can happen between junior and senior year. You know what I mean? And then you can build on that even more when he gets to Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. From from seeing him at the spring game, he looks like he's filling out a little bit. Okay. But it was kind of hard to tell because he had a hoodie on. Fair enough. So it was a little hard to tell. But he's got a nice – you can see he's got nice broad shoulders and – yeah, he's got a good lower half. And he's he's a he's a good looking kid. He's a good looking athlete. He's got pretty long legs. So I, I he's listed at somebody asked how tall he's listed as six six. Six five might be a little bit more. Um, six four and a half, six five ish, might be a little bit closer to what he looked like on the hoof. Six five, I'd say. I don't know if he's a full six six, but that's me guessing as he walked by me you know, at, on campus. So I, I wouldn't take that to the bank, but he's, he's plenty tall enough. 
Yeah, this is oh, a nice absolutely. base here. That's a nice base there. Yeah. The rest of the technique wasn't great. But I, I like the base here, Vince. There's a lot. There's a lot to work with. There's a lot to work with here. I, I, this is a good pickup. This is a really good pickup because again, you're 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 a guy that is you're you're going to need tackles to step in pretty soon, and he's not a guy that's going to come in as a freshman, but he's a guy that by year two with good coaching yeah. is going to have a chance to 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 compete for a spot. He shows pretty natural instincts, Vince. Like he's he's doing a yes. pass set here. This guy's originally showing a wide technique. He's originally showing like, okay, I'm, I'm wide off the edge. But then the guy starts to kind of creep in, and Styles quickly recognizes that he's going to try to shoot inside, and he doesn't mm-hmm. overset. He, he starts to set, but he's – yeah, he starts to set, he stays, and then he he rocks the guy inside and stays with him. The other mm-hmm. thing, too, is a lot of times you'll see young offensive linemen that'll, that'll punch a guy like this and then just like punch him and then just like – and then like kind of right. let him go. He yeah. shocks him. And then stays engaged and works the guy inside. It's a really well done job there by Styles. He's a good football player. Really good football player. See the length there. Yeah, I like this kid, Vince. Yeah, this is this is one of those ones you can really see the quickness off the ball. Right? Again, yeah, technique needs there. a lot of work, but athletically, sure. this is a nice clip. This is one of those ones you're like, okay. You can see him bending. He's not, he's not standing up. You know, he keeps a nice bend. You see the night. Look, look at this change of direction here real quick. Again, this shows the flexibility, the, the, you know, the ankle flexion, the knee ability to bend the knees. You see a lot of that in that clip. This Again, a lot of tools to work with this young man, mm-hmm. Vince. He's an upside guy, right? That's what you're, oh, you're taking Styles Prescott because he's an upside guy. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So the, the, the final thing to me, Vince, it's important for an offensive lineman is there's got to be a certain demeanor I'm looking for. And when I watch this kid play, Vince, the demeanor is there. He's a finisher. He's a pretty. He's a yeah. He's a pretty quiet, unassuming kid. Off, sure. off. You know, he doesn't talk a lot. He's not a real flamboyant young man, which is kind of the demeanor Notre Dame looks for in an offensive lineman. But when he gets on the field, he likes to. He likes the physical part of the game. Now, there's no mistaking that he likes to mix it up and he likes to. He likes to beat you. You like physically oh, beat yeah. you. I mean. I don't know if he's a wrestler. I have no idea if he's got a wrestling background. I'd have to ask Ryan on that one. But you almost kind of feel like he does because of how much he likes to put people on the ground. You know, like, hey, th- those wrestling guys, because how do you win in wrestling, right? You, you, you got to put a guy on the ground, though, right? Don't Absolutely. you get points by guys oh, getting on yeah. the ground, takedowns, takedowns. and stuff? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, there's another player who really shows his foot quickness. So. A lot to well, like, and his events. vision. I mean, he yeah. he picks some things up. He's picked up yeah. some blitzers. He's picked up some outside pressures, and he recognizes and it goes to it again. Technique's not the best, but he recognizes those. But his technique's not awful. Play. That's the other no, thing. It's like it's no, not it's terrible, not. right? I don't want to disrespect his. He's a junior mm-hmm. in high school that just exactly. needs a lot of technical work. And somebody in the chat said something about well, he must have a lousy you know offensive line coach. I wouldn't say that because. Because there's a difference between when, what's good in high school and what's good for university. Exactly. And when you have a kid like this, who's pretty darn good already, you got four other guys plus a depth chart that you got to coach up to. And, and a he's lot a of junior. times you don't have an assistant yeah. offensive line coach and all of that kind of thing. So you got to right. put your time into the other four guys and you kind of let your star be a star. Right. And his know. technique's not like trash. Like he's exactly. not getting coached at all. He's a junior right. in high school that just yes. needs a lot of work sure, to, to be able to play the game at a high level. But yeah. the thing is, he's assignment correct a lot, Vince. Yes, and that's, that's a sign of a good high school coach. That's to me. bingo. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. 
So no, don't take this as like, oh, his high school coach sucks. That's just true of a lot of guys that aren't just correct monsters, you know, or at big time, you know, programs with just this long history of producing, you know, like San Ignatius or something like that, right? Like it's just it's a different animal. This guy that coaches the old lines probably works some some other job somewhere and you know, or he's he's a oh, teacher at the school or something like that, right? I mean, that's yeah, just the reality of it. He's making about three grand to coach high school football. I mean, that's just what, that's right. <laughs> just what it is, man. That's right. Yeah, Vince, you know about that. You know about that. <laughs> All too well. Yeah. And, <laughs> well, I don't know. Is it like this, Vince, in Indiana? Do a lot of guys coach two ways, or do you have, like, full staffs, like offense and defensive staffs? Normally, it, it depends on how they want to break it up uh, and how they want to dis- disseminate the funds. Yeah. Um, you know, at you a school like this, more, do you think you it probably both. has just an O-line coach? Yes. Yeah, Hamilton Southeast is a pretty good-sized school, so I'm sure that okay. they have both sides of the ball. Yeah. So, Vince, uh, overall, let's talk about this. What is your overall feel for Styles Prescott as a player? I, I think the biggest the biggest thing I can say is it's high ceiling. I, I think this kid has a high ceiling. I think he's got, like you said, the right demeanor, and that's big in an offensive lineman. I think he's smart. I think he's got good vision, uh, which is exciting. Need some work. He's not a guy that's going to come in on day one and be pushing for a starting spot. But guess what? My thought process on an offensive lineman is that's a few and far between. Like, that's yeah. the unicorn. Normally, you come in and you get bigger and stronger. Your technique gets bigger over one or two years. Now you're competing as, like, a true junior, which would be, like, a red cert sophomore. Like, that's when I anticipate most offensive linemen are going to be competing for a position. Right. This kid fits that mold. Right. He he's got the size. He's got the frame. Can't teach frame. Right. He's got the frame that you can work with that Coach Bayless is going to be excited about. <laughs> It'd be and, pretty awesome. You can like stretch kids out. Like yeah, that'd no, be right. pretty cool. Right. Like I'm going to turn this six one kid, <laughs> six five monster with 35 inch arms, baby. I wish there was that, but that doesn't Yeah, me exist. too. Cause I would have been on that rack <laughs> trying to stretch myself out a little bit. Six four. Yeah. No doubt. Right. Yeah, no exactly. Doubt. But no, I, I like the upside of this kid a lot. And I also like the fact that he's kind of been a Notre Dame guy all along. And that kind of excites me as well. He sees yeah. what's special about Notre Dame. He wanted to be a part of it. And uh, this, this, is, this is a fun high ceiling kid that's going to be fun to watch. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. But he was also smart enough to see the process through. Exactly. That's, That's the thing really I like too, Vince. Yeah. Is he loved Notre Dame early on. You just kind of thought, I remember when they first offered him, I, I believe you and I talked about like, yeah, they're going to get this kid. But he didn't just jump into the class yeah. right away. Right. He saw the process through. That shows me some thoughtfulness. Mm-hmm. And again, that's just one of those little things you look for. Because look, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you folks. If Styles, if Styles wanted to commit back in March, they'd have taken his commitment back in March. Sure. I mean, just they'd have taken his commitment in April. He didn't wait till June to commit because Notre Dame wasn't willing to take him. I mean, they had taken him. I don't know if they'd have taken him right away when they first offered him because they were still in the getting to know you process a little bit with him. But pretty once they kind of got through all that stuff, he became a guy they wanted very early, very early. 
And and so a guy that they would have taken Vince, but he mm-hmm. he was patient. He saw the process through. Now he's still committing early. He's committing in June. Sure, but but it was the a good allowed him almost, to though too, which, yeah. which you mentioned earlier, which I really like. They didn't push to be like, hey, you know, you don't commit now. It's not going to happen. You know, right. they're, they're, hey, explore your options, and that's that's what I would want to see from a coach. To be honest with you, is you know, if my kid's getting recruited and he gets offered or whatever, they're going to be like, hey. See what else is out there. Make sure this is the right fit for you because we think it's the right fit and we're going to tell you why it's the right fit, but you've got to make sure it's the right fit. Otherwise you end up with a kid who commits early and then they're like, well, I should have done my due diligence. I really wanted to go look at this school or I really wanted to go look at this school. And then you just run into too many issues. So it's good to cover all of your bases before the commitment happens so that once you are committed, it's over. You're shutting it down done you know it's done uh, I, I like that from both sides of it from both sides i think that this is also him they've known they're going to get him for a while even though that they didn't push they they knew where they stood they knew it was going to take them doing something stupid to not get this kid right but this is also why you saw them back off some other guys at tackle because they just felt comfortable with where they were with styles and once you get Styles, as we kind of wrap up this as sort of a what's next with a quick what's next. If basically Notre Dame would say, if we get Styles, they're good ending the class here, but they don't want to end the class here. There's one more guy on the board, and that's Gearby Lambert. I don't know if Notre Dame is going to continue to push for Grant Bricks. I, I don't think that they will. I got to still get that answer. But my read on based on things that I've been told in the past is I, I think it's now Gearby or bust is essentially where this offensive line class is. You've got a guy in Peter Jones that is a, is a tackle guard prospect. You've got a guy in Anthony Knapp that's a tackle guard prospect. Both project more inside guys, but play tackle in high school. You know, Maybe could play tackle if you need them to at the next level. Uh, I think of those two, I'd say Anthony Knapp probably has the most natural tackle skills of the two. You know, We'll see if he's got the length, but he's a guy that could play tackle, so you have some insurance there if, if there's a need. Somebody in the chat had mentioned Robert Hainsey as being a comp. I'm I, I don't I didn't watch the junior film and or the spring film and come away with the same blown away impression that the person that made that posted. But I think the Robert Hainsey comparisons are, are make a lot of sense for a guy like Anthony Knapp. They'd like to bring him inside, but he can ha- he can play some tackle. So the point is they don't need to reach for another tackle at this point in time. Now that you have Styles, who is a pure tackle, you've met your numbers need. You definitely have one guy at tackle. You have potentially two that could play tackle. And sure. I think Peter Jones could play tackle in a Tommy Kramer 2017 type of way. You know, just a really road grader power tackle. I just like his game a lot better as a guard. He's a top sure. 250, 300 kid as a tackle for me. He's a top 150 player as a guard for me, Peter Jones. And so I grade him as a guard. And I believe that's where Notre Dame would like to play him, I think. I'm not 100% certain on that. We'd have to ask Peter what they're telling him. But that's just sort of the impression I got. And I think that's where his game is is ideally suited. So you're good there. Now it's basically there's one guy that we would go to four to to get. And that's Gearby Lambert, who was on campus this past weekend. So and so why Gearby? Number one is I do think there's a desire for a second pure tackle in the class if it's a big-time guy. So you say, well, why not just take another second tackle anyway? If you don't get Gearby, go for someone else. A couple reasons. It's a very fair question to those who have it. I know that people are thinking it. Well, one is 
you're you're it's not a great offensive line class number one number two you would like to create some distance if possible between the the big numbers classes and three the 25 class is absolutely loaded and they just added two more kids to the 25 board with offers this peak this past weekend will black a kid from connecticut and then maddie augustine a kid from connecticut that they love big six six skinny kid but great frame. He's a basketball player that just like Vince. I don't know if you heard the, the, what I was talking about yesterday. I know yesterday was a crazy day for you with last day of school and graduations <laughs> and all that. So I'm nice. sure you didn't get a chance to listen to yesterday's show yet. But one of the things I talked about was Maddie, Maddie Augustine's a kid at a private school in Connecticut. And they basically, the story that I read was, uh, cause we haven't had a chance to talk to him yet. Cause Ryan's on vacation, but the story I read yesterday was he basically was there to play basketball. He's a really good basketball huh. player. And the football coach was like, Dude, you need to try for the football team because he's like a bigger kid and he's like six five, six six. So he's not like a, you know, six nine, six ten guy that's going to go play Division one basketball. So he's still pretty new to football. But and then he reclassified to twenty twenty five. So I believe he's a twenty twenty four kid at first. So he reclassified to twenty twenty five. And then that kind of creates, you know, gives him more time to learn the game of football. And he, sure. he was like, my my understanding is he was on that borderline. And you know this as a teacher. There's that borderline. Which grade should you be in? type sure. of kids like September birthday or like an August yeah. birthday, that kind of a thing. Yeah. Or yeah. sometimes even like a May June sure. birthday, because like, right. so like me, I turned 18 at the end, like I turned 18 at the end of my junior year. So I could have either been a young kid in a grade below or a tad on the older side in the grade I was in. Right. And he's one of those kids. So he, he moved back to 2025. And so uh, that, that gives him more time to develop as a player there's obviously Owen Strebig, the kid from Wisconsin. You've got Avery Gack, uh, the kid from Michigan. David Sanders is is going to be a tough pull out of North Carolina, but he's the number one tackle in the class, and their name is offered. Uh, I think there's some early interest there on both sides. We're not quite sure his level of interest, but obviously Notre Dame loves the kid. So it's a gr- much better so far 2025 class. So when you look at a desire to spread the numbers out, it makes sense to not bring another tackle in unless you think that tackle is a dude yeah and right now the only surefire dude that's also a pure tackle because i think grant bricks can play tackle but i think grant bricks might be more in the anthony knapp peter jones type of uh tommy kramer type of tackle that right maybe a right tackle power guy that probably you know might even be better at guard whereas gearby lambert is a pure pure tackle and, I, and and he's a star. I mean, he's he's a. I got him as a four star top hundred guy right now, Vince, because he's a, he's again tad on the raw side. And there's just not a lot of junior film available, so that's mainly off of his sophomore film. What you see in the sophomore film, and you see in the little bit of junior film that I have of him, is you see a kid with monster upside. For, he's he reminds me a lot of Ronnie Stanley, body type wise, okay. athleticism, but he's much better at the same age than Ronnie was talent wise, which tells you a lot about how good he is. Yeah. So he's just a, I mean, easy five-star upside Vince, like easy five-star upside. And if I had more junior film, I might have a, a top 50 guy. We'll see. He's one of those guys that's on the, the borderline of, of being a, a top 50 guy on my grading system, just on God given ability alone. So of course you're going to go after him, sure. and they're battling Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State. Well, Penn State's okay. not really as in it as much anymore because they they filled up, and I think they kind of knew that they were behind some other schools. Gotcha. It's really going to come down to mainly Notre Dame, Ohio State, maybe Michigan. 
So he's got an Ohio State visit coming up this week and then Boston College and then may take one more that last week of June and then probably get into decision-making mode. Notre Dame did a phenomenal job with him this past weekend, which they needed to do. Uh, Coach Rudolph's done a really nice job the last month getting them back in a better place with Gearbeat. They were his leader when Coach Eastan was here. That faded, and now Notre Dame has put themselves where I believe now they're back on top of him. Now, can they stay on top of – of his leaderboard coming out of the house state visit, that's, that's going to be the question. Yeah. Right. But uh, that's where they're at a tackle. That's really the board at this point in time. Okay. And uh, so yeah, that, that if you get Gearby, like there's some questions about coach Rudolph right now, recruiting in Notre Dame. Some of it's very, some of it's just natural, you know, overreactions from fans and some of it's justified, you know, the decision to take Anthony Knapp over Caleb Brewer. There's a couple other tackles on the board that they didn't really make a push for. You're like, well, why not? And then, of course, you, you start losing ground with, with Gearby Lambert. That was a little bit understandable. And we've said this before. Vince, you know this at the high school level. It's the same thing, the same as college. There's a different type of bond that offensive linemen have with their coaches. And oh, that's true yeah. all, at high school, yep. college, everywhere. And and that's why I know I know who your offensive line coach would be if you got back into coaching. Because you know that he's able to build that connection with mm-hmm. uh, with kids and and, and those type of you, that Chris would be your, your oh hundred percent right? so yeah hundred percent because it's it's so important yep. and so he needed that time to build that relationship with Gearby and and sure. so that's coming along and it takes time yeah, it takes time it but you're right anybody that's ever been around a football team knows that there's a bond like like for example Chris would always go out at the end of every year and he would get a plaque for every kid on his starting offensive line with a pit team, with a picture of the five of them and him, you know, at the last game of the season and get up a plaque. And, you know, like that was their thing. And like all the other position groups were jealous of like the bond that the offensive line group had with their offensive line. Like it's a thing people I'm telling you it, it's, it's real. Uh, and, and so you make a really good point that that takes time. That doesn't just happen overnight. Right. You know what I mean? That's why there's, donuts for the old lineman on saturday film you know after a friday night game yeah. you know it's just you know it's just different man it's just different so gearby is it that's that's where the focus is i view him as a left tackle i think he's definitely a, a left tackle to me so we'll, we'll see how that one finishes out we should hopefully sure. hopefully the next month or so you know he'll he'll enter decision making mode hopefully in the next month or so I don't get the impression he's a kid that wants to take this into the fall. I don't think he's someone who necessarily loves the recruiting process per se. Not that he hates it, but just he's not a kid. Look at me. Look at me. He doesn't tweet a million things. He doesn't have any. Right. I don't even, can't even find an Instagram page for the kid. <laughs> he's just a go do your work, go to school, get my work done, work hard. And that, you know, just be a teammate and, you know, not into the games and all that stuff. Sure. So I, I would imagine he's going to want to make a decision after the visits are over. And hopefully Notre Dame can maintain where they are now. There's work to be done, but I like where they're at right now. And that's basically – that's it's either going to be Gearby or Bust, I believe, is how okay. we're going to see this 2025, 2024 offensive line class fill out. So, 10th commitment in the offensive side of things for the 24 class. Brian is going to have more on the offensive recruiting for 24 tomorrow in the 1 o'clock show. And uh, so he's going to break that down, get yeah. into a little bit more detail about where they are on the offensive side, where this offensive class kind of ranks over the yeah. last few years with Notre Dame and 
where they rank across the across the board. So uh, that should we'll be talk a fun about the need to finish. And we'll also talk a little bit about Texas recruiting tomorrow as well. Yeah, and, and, and the, recru- fun. the recruiting of Dalen McCullough, which has been outstanding. Yeah, uh, since he's gotten since he walked. We'll in talk the a little bit though. about that. It, there's uh, there's going to be some questions about yes, Dalen. I did start one of the beginning. So, so yeah, we're we're going to talk about that one probably today. <laughs> yes. I imagine we're going to get to that one today. So the, so, so yeah, that's two gonna, commitments that, for Notre Dame, right, Vince? Yeah, yeah that, that's what I was going to say. That's going to do it for our double commitment show. Now, stay tuned because we are going to have a mailbag. We've got a bunch of questions start up over here. But uh, before we get to that, make sure you hit the like button, uh, hit that subscribe, hit the notification bell, all those fun things. Tell your friends and family about the Irish Breakdown podcast because it's nothing but good stuff. And we come at you two times a day normally. Uh, we've got the 1 o'clock show, and then we got IB Nation Sports Talk at 6 o'clock every night. So – uh, lots of content. Are, are you on tonight, or is Jesse uh, on tonight? Jesse is on tonight. Okay. No, actually, it's Tim Priester uh, oh, and Sean, okay. uh, as well as Jesse's going to be in there for Rapid Fire. So should be a fun one. So Big Tim's coming over, and uh, he's going to sit down with Sean, and they're going to have a nice little chat. So looking forward to that there one, actually. So, again, like, subscribe, hit that notification bell, because you never know when there's going to be a – right. when there's going to be a commitment, we're going to be on. So you need that notification. I'll bell. just I'll just tease you all with this. I don't think they're done for the week. Oh, I love it. Just saying. Love Just it. saying. 